Good morning. Bill English from BibleandBusiness.com. How are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm well. I'm well. Would you have an answer to the question of why the suffix full is not full? It's missing an L? You know, I've I've never even thought about that. I know. Maybe I know. maybe because the standalone word has an extra L because it's completely full, whereas the suffix is appending <gasps> to something. I don't know. I'm using that. I have no idea if that's accurate, but I'm totally using that today. Thank you. Because Matthew is <laughs> the welcome. kind of Matthew is the kind of young man who needs an answer. So, um, okay. So I don't know if you got my email a few hours ago this morning. Um, if not, then we might not be able to talk about whatever agreement the White House and Congress supposedly reached overnight. Do you know anything about it? And if 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 not, we'll just move on. No, actually, I read the bill over the weekend. Oh my goodness! Um, okay, what can you tell us? Well, I can tell you that that um, it went from a one point two trillion dollar package to two and a half trillion dollars, and I can tell you that most of the reporting on it has been pretty accurate. So, what you're seeing in the news media is a reflection of what's in the bill. Uh, the uh, amount of money being given away to the businesses only had two underwriting standards: they had to be in operation on March first, and they had to have employees. Otherwise, uh, they get the money, and there wasn't any oversight, no inspector general, no committee from the Congress was instantiated in that bill. So I think the Democrats had reason to have pause on that part, and I think they got that fixed over the weekend. And then uh, they had also excluded money to nonprofits who were eligible to receive Medicaid money. And uh, I think that also got fixed. Uh, the reasoning behind that was unclear to me as to why the Republicans would have put that in the bill. Uh, but this thing is a massive stimulus package. You know, adults get twelve hundred bucks, kids get five hundred dollars. So if you're a family of four, uh, you know, twenty four, thirty four hundred dollars is what you should be getting uh, directly from the government. That will be taxable. You'll have to list that on your taxes. Uh, so at some point you'll have to pay taxes on that, but, um, and there's about eight or 10 other areas that, that they cover, uh, money for hospitals, money for healthcare organizations, money for, uh, state and local governments to provide liquidity for them. And really the whole economy in one way or another is going to get touched by this bill. Uh, this is the one time where me as a conservative and I like the government stay out of stuff. This whole problem is, is a government response to a virus that none of us have a fault for causing. And so I think this is a proper role of government to stimulate the economy this way. We will go, Carmen, from $23.5 trillion in national debt in one day to uh, about $26 trillion. It's $2.5 trillion. Treasury doesn't have the money. They're going to have to go borrow it. So there you go. And they do that through they do that through issuing bonds. Is that right? They do, and other, other Treasury notes. And the Federal Reserve, in conjunction with the Treasury, will, okay. will literally create the money. Okay. So um, one other topic, because you brought up taxes. There's a new tax yep. filing deadline of July 15th. What, what, if anything, do we need to know about that other than I just don't have to file by April 15th, I have to file by July 15th? And you don't have to pay till July 15th either. So basically nice. just take, take April 15th and plop in July 15th. Everything else is business as usual, as I understand it. Okay, fantastic. All right. 
Now, let's talk about the things we had planned to talk about today. Um, sure. This, this working from home thing, like some of us uh, do this regularly, and I will tell you that now that everybody is home, my own work from home schedule is different. It's more challenging now that everybody is home. Um, let's talk a little bit about working from home. Let's talk about accountability. Let's talk about dealing with distractions, whatever direction you want to take this. Yeah, you know, first of all, business owners and, and leaders should have a telecommuting policy. We have one at the company that I lead right now, and uh, it should only be used in our estim- in my estimation for temporary uses of working from home unless the position in and of itself is a uh, traveling position or a permanently remote position. Uh, accountability is a big deal. So what we wrote into our uh, policy was that at the end of every day, the employee has to summarize what they accomplished that day, and then they have to summarize what they plan to accomplish the next day, and they have to email that to their supervisor. Whereas if they're working in the office, you wouldn't have to do that. So we actually put a little bit more um, pain, so to speak, on the person working remote than, than the one who works in the office. Accountability is a big deal. Studies show that people get more done working at home than they do at the office most of the time. But during this time, when kids are home from school, it's causing a lot of employers to be concerned. Are you really at home doing laundry and taking care of the kids uh, as opposed to working? And I think those are valid concerns on the part of the um, uh, employer. So how do you deal with those distractions, right? Uh, You should have a quarantined area. You should have a place where uh, people cannot hear you. You need to be able to close the door. And especially if you're working with confidential information, in the case of the company I run, HIPAA-based information, uh, you've got to be able to quarantine and have uh, confidentiality uh, while you're working from home. And if you have kids that are going to come in and constantly need your attention, then you might actually have to hire daycare in your home while you're working at home. Somebody else to watch kids while you're working. Yeah, which the whole social distancing thing then gets incredibly complex because I don't know who that person has been with when they're not at my house watching watching my child. It's uh, it's it's complex. People are finding ways to deal with it, but it's definitely challenging. All right, um, Bill, we got to take a brief we got to take a brief break. Sure. When we come back. I'm, I'm going to let you say whatever it was you wanted to say. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right. All right. Picking up the conversation again with Bill English from BibleandBusiness.com. Sir, you were about to say... I was about to say, as long as people are following the CDC guidance on how to not spread the virus, that they should be pretty safe to work with your uh, children in the home. Not not, not your children personally, Carmen, but uh, the children of the listeners in the home. Uh, That guidance is pretty good, and uh, it's what I have my nurses follow when they go into the homes to work with patients. And so it seems to be working pretty well. All right. Hey, thanks for that. All right. So let's um, let's do this big topic, which I'm sure we are going to have to circle back around to um, more than once. Um, if I've been laid off or if my business is currently closed and not likely to reopen, what's the process for preparing now to reenter the job market when there is one? 
Uh, actually, this is a really good market to be to have this situation happen. But first of all, make sure that you're filing for unemployment. In the stimulus package they passed last night, they added another $600 a week on top of the state's monies, whatever state you happen to live in. The federal government's going to add another 600 bucks on top of that. So make sure that you're higher or that you're filing for unemployment. Uh, secondly, if the businesses, I'm not, I'm going to answer your question here in just a moment, Carmen. But if the you're business, if your employer, if your employer um, is going to access some of the money in this in the stimulus package, they're going to turn around and pay you a salary because that's the purpose of the money is to keep a salary flowing to you. So uh, be prepared that you may not even need to file or go after unemployment money, and that your employer may get enough. I mean, this is $10 million loans we're talking about. Uh, your employer may have enough to reopen at the right time. Now, assuming that they don't, what do you do? Uh, you update your resume and your network, <clears throat> and you go out into a market where there's 1.4 million more open jobs than there are job seekers. And so the chances of you being able to find good work at good pay in the field that you want is pretty good. Uh, this is really a, a job seekers market right now, even with the coronavirus. And so I would just encourage you to do what you normally do, update your resume and start networking. Now, social distancing, hard to network when there's no restaurants or coffee shops open. I get that. But as soon as this ban on social ability lifts, uh, you can start networking and you should be able to find a job pretty quick. And there's tons of online platforms as well. Um, LinkedIn Jobs um, would just be one that I happen to be familiar with, but there's just a lot of them, Indeed.com, I mean, on and on and on. So um, don't be afraid of technology. And if you find yourself um, looking for a job for the first time in sort of the gig economy, like maybe you, maybe the last time that you thought about looking for a job, it really was all face-to-face. There's a lot of it that's now done online, and so don't be afraid um, to engage in the technology that's available if you find yourself looking for a job. Um, let's let's ask a bigger question, Bill, about looking sure. for a job. Um, how do I assess at a different maybe age and stage of life, what do I really want to do next? Um, maybe this is a good time for people to be evaluating, am I really doing a job that I am interested in, passionate about at this age and stage, maybe this is a good time to reevaluate what we're doing. You know, I read a study one time of people who were laid off who were over 50 and what, what happens to them. Did you know that a third of them just start their own businesses and oh, they totally, end up running? That does not surprise me. That does not surprise me yeah. because you're like tired of working for someone else. And you have the experience and oftentimes the connections to both uh, run the business and fund the startup, mm. right? And so uh, a third of them start their own businesses and they end up with a family business that they many times pass on to their kids. Uh, so you're not stuck if you're older and you um, and you want to uh, find work. Now, the other two-thirds, they're out looking for work. And a lot of them find work. Some of them find it at less pay than what they'd like. And many of many experience age discrimination. It really does exist in this country. And uh, especially if you're an older female 
or an older female who's a minority, it's going to be really tough because of the discrimination that really does exist in this country. Having said that, uh, you just got to get out there, take your online tools, and, and look to find work. Some people look to work in a cause rather than a job. So they'll go to a nonprofit and they'll work for a cause rather than a job, so to speak. I work for a cause. I love it. You do. I love what I do. You I'm do. like, I, get, I know. can't wait to get here every day. I mean, here, you know, here in Radioland and do what I do every day. Like, I, I love it. I, I just, so I want people to be as excited and passionate about what they're getting up and doing every day as I am about what I'm getting up and doing every day. Even though some you people know the can't, fr- can't imagine doing what I do, right? You know, well, I, I'm not sure I could do what you do, but you're my sixth host since I've been at Faith Radio. Yeah, you're stuck with me now, buddy. You're stuck. I know. (laughs) You're by far the most passionate uh, of any of the hosts that I've worked with. And it just, your passion just bleeds through. It's really fun to work with you. Well, it's it's because I have such excellent people to talk with, right, who come prepared for just like conversations about just anything, which is what life is like, right? This is what life is like. All right. um, All right. So one, um, one. One coronavirus-related uh, story or encounter you have had that uh, would you know just be fun for us to know about? I don't know if it's fun, but uh, got an email or a message through Facebook from a very old friend. Uh, not old in terms of age, but I've known this gal a long time. And her daughter, whose name is Lexi, uh, an adult now, is in the hospital in intensive mm. care here. Minneapolis with coronavirus, and they're not sure she's going to make it. And so, uh, you know what? Maybe we could spend twenty seconds praying for Lexi. In, Let's do that right uh, now. What's Lexi's mom's name? First name? Uh, gosh, now you put me on oh, the spot. No, it's okay. We're just going to pray for Lexi and her family. Let's just, just pray do that for right Lexi now, though. Yeah, Father, we um, we come before you. Lexi is made in your image, knit together in her mother's womb by your hand. She's fearfully and wonderfully made. You are the great physician, and you are able to do far more for her right now than um, we ordinarily dare to ask or imagine. But we would ask, Father, by faith in the name of Jesus, that if it be your will, you would restore her to health here and now. Um, And Father, we do acknowledge your grace in all circumstances. We acknowledge you're working out your purposes in ways that are often a mystery to us. But we bear up Lexi. We bear up those who are serving her in the hospital. We bear up her precious family. And we simply ask, Lord God, that um, you would somehow use all of this, not only in this one life and in the life of this one family, but around the globe, Father, we recognize there are so many families like Lexi's right now praying to you for the recovery of their loved ones. And so in one accord, Father, we ask for miraculous grace in this moment, in Lexi's life and in the life of the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And her mother's name is Lori. All right. We'll pray for Lori as well. Hey, Bill, thank you so much. You bet. We'll talk to you next week. That's Bill English from BibleAndBusiness.com. We'll be right back. 